KML Messcast. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, it's not that much to ask. So goddamn rude. What the fuck do they think I'm doing? Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello? You play to win the game. And now, your 2016 champion, soon to be two-time champion, and host, Maine. Welcome in once again, everybody, to another edition of your favorite program, the KML Messcast. We are on week seven. And week seven is huge. Week seven is huge because week seven is the halfway point in the season, which it's hard to believe we've gotten this far. It really is. It's really surprising we've gotten this far uh, with the COVID. So far, so good. Had to make some uh, schedule adjustments here and there. But as we all know, things are just progressing nicely. Now, this is interesting because we week seven, we can start crossing some teams out of the playoff picture because they mathematically eliminated. So again, remember, we always try to get the seven wins. Six losses is really kind of the barometer. You got to get that seventh win to have a shot at making playoffs. Six wins gets in very, very, very seldomly. Uh, but seven's really where you start getting at least relatively safe. Not not guaranteed, but that's really where you need to get to. Everybody's rooting for that seventh win. Uh, we got a lot on the program tonight, so we're going to get right into it. As usual, I've done a ton of prep work here uh, with great calling guests, which I'm very excited to bring on. And uh, before we get to any of the other stuff, though, the first thing we need to do is talk about what happened last week. So with that said, let's get right into the recap. Weekly recap. So last week, big week in a lot of ways. I mean, it was an important week uh, for people to kind of keep pace with the leaders to try to keep people from getting too far ahead. Again, last week, if you remember, we had a very big log jam at three and two. So this is where we're going to start seeing a little bit of separation uh, as teams start getting that fourth and fifth win and other teams start Still only I stuck on two wins. So now you start to see like a spread of like three wins uh, between the uh, non-playoff teams to the first place team. So it's going to start getting a little bit wider breadth here, but jumping right into it. Uh, first game up, Team 88 getting by, oh no, Team 88 losing to Chalupa Batman. Chalupa Batman getting by Team 88, 117.92 to 71.52. Team 88 was really looking like he might have the worst week. Uh, we've seen in fantasy in a long time. Had 25 points heading into Monday night with only two players left to go. Those two players, of course, went crazy. Uh, got him a combined like 50 points or 40 points to kind of drag him out of there. And, and uh, he ended up right at the 71, which is a little bit more respectable. Still not that great, but there he is. So he is falls down to 3-3. Three and three. Chalupa Batman up to 3-3. Three and three. Next game up, Gordon Lucko beating Captain Scurve, 123.54, Captain Scurve, 90.84. Captain Scurve in a little bit of a skid here, uh, lost a couple in a row, and all of a sudden what looked like a promising playoff team is now down in 11th place. Gordon Lucko moving up to 4-2, and two, Captain Scurve down to 2-4. and four. Next game up, reading Dwayne Bowe, fighting for 11. This was the game of the week, and it did not disappoint. Well, it didn't disappoint in the margin of victory it disappointed in not only not only the outcome but also the amount of points scored fighting for 11 getting a win with 85.78 points i i have not fact checked this but this seems like that might be the lowest the lowest points scored in a win this season uh reading Dwayne Bow only managing 80.88 thanks to uh his personal hero ezekiel elliott just shitting all over his pants on prime time cabo ghosts Unluckily, uh, unluckily, unlikely win against Sexy Lexi, 132.52 to Sexy Lexi's 126.28. Cabo Ghost 
Now remember, this is a high score on the week, 132.52, had no starting quarterback in Russell Wilson, had no top wide receiver in Michael Thomas, had no top running back in CMC, and still was able to put up 132.52 points. Looking good. That was a good win. Everybody thought the Juju was going to hit hard on uh, the Cabo Ghost for what happened the week prior, uh, but not to be. Cable Ghost rolling right along. Some might argue having their most impressive week of the year and getting their fourth win. Cable Ghost four and two, second place. Sexy Lexi three and three. Back to that reading Dwayne Bow fighting for eleven. Fighting for eleven goes up to five and one. Reading Dwayne Bow three and three. Anyway, Jared C. Limbach at Viceless, another good matchup here. Jared C. Limbach getting a win ninety eight point nine, even though he sat his defense on Monday night because he's a pussy. And the Viceless only managing ninety point zero two points. Falling down to two and four. And I believe the Viceless may... Hold on a second. I need to back check something real quick. Viceless? Boy. I want to I read... Here's the here's the Viceless's... That thing? Viceless's? The Viceless's point totals week by week for the first six weeks. You ready? Follow me on this. Week one, 143.66. Week two, 130... No, 128.8. Then he's up to 137.62. And here we go, down to 121.98, still great scores, down to 99.22, and now down to 90.2. So this is two weeks in a row he has not broken 100 points. I don't know, I'm, I'll be curious to see what he does. And on top of that, not only is he not breaking 100 points the last two weeks, but also one of his big three stud running backs is now officially sharing time with Le'Veon Bell. We'll see how that timeshare works out, but obviously this is not good news. There's not a way that CEH starts getting more points with Le'Veon Bell in town. So... We'll see what happens with his team, but right now it looks like in a team that, you know, that is trending in the wrong direction. You might say, um, what other th- what other things can you say? Oh, what's it called when a team's really like doing really well, and then they start doing not so well? Um, I think it's called coming back down to earth. Like I've been saying since week one. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. Anyway, uh, Viceless down to two and four, eleventh place. Jared C. Lumbach, four and two up to third place, has traded himself into a beautiful position. Last game on the dock, it was the cake watch game of the week, and that really was a shitty game. Straight bums, homie, 88.04, getting past Saquon Blockchain, 70.1. Straight bums, three and three, ninth place, Saquon Blockchain, oh and six. Dead fucking last, 12th place. That, uh, let's take a look at what the standings are looking at right now. Hold on. Standings now, we're starting to see just a little bit of separation. Vitaly up in first place, all alone, five wins, one loss, rolling right along, and got a gift last week from Rogers, so he is still sitting up there five and one. Then we got a block of four and two teams, Cabo, Ghost, Jiritsi, Limblock, and Gordon Lucko all at four and two. That's two, three, and fourth place. Then the other playoff teams, we have Sexy Lexi, Reedy Dwayne Bowen playoffs right now, and then Chalupa Batman, Team 88, and Straight Bums Homie out of playoffs, all those teams sitting at three and three. 10th and 11th place at 2-4 and four is the Viceless in Captain Scurve. And Saquon Blockchain all alone down in last place by two wins at 0-6 and, and no light at the end of the tunnel. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, trades and transactions, let's go ahead and move into that section. Trades and transactions. All right. Trades this week. Got them pulled up because I'm smart. Um, first trade we had was on Thursday, October 15th, 9.41 in the PM. Team 88 training Patrick Mahomes to Jared C. Limbach for Kyler Murray and Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Some could argue Kyler Murray is actually better than Patrick Mahomes this year for fantasy, and Juju was just an added little kicker there. I I think I like this trade a little bit better for Scott than Jared because I love Kyler. I think Kyler's going to get his points every week. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes is great, but I don't think he's uh, necessarily that much better over Kyler Murray that it's worth making a trade for. Then we had a big trade. This is a great trade, actually. I really love this trade. Um... Try to follow me on this. Jared C. Limbach and Captain Skirb making a trade. Jared C. Limbach trading George Kittle, Brandon Cooks, Patrick Mahomes, and Stefan Dix to Captain Skirb for Debo Samuel, Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Dalvin Cook, Dalton Schultz. Let's break this down for a second here. So basically, Jared traded. I mean, we're going to cross off some people. Basically, the quarterback swap was Mahomes for for Jackson. Okay, whatever. That's that's about even. You know, I can, I can see that straight up. Then we got... Uh, the big, the big get really was Dalvin Cook and Marquise Brown. You could argue Marquise Brown was the big get, but I mean, not, not a big get, but he's like a medium get. I mean, definitely, definitely Dalvin Cook was the big get in this trade. Uh, so it's basically Dalvin Cook for George Kittle and Stefan Diggs. So it's really Cook and Brown for Kittle and Diggs, in my opinion. Hmm, I hadn't really thought of it that way before. Would I trade George Kittle and Stefan Diggs for Dalvin Cook and Marquise Brown? You know what? I think it's a fair trade. I really do. I think it's a fair trade for both players. I'm fine with it. I see what happened. I, it gave Jared a very good super team. He's got three great running backs, but at the expense of some depth and some wide receiver depth as well. Uh, so now if Tyreek Hill has a bad game, I don't see Jared C. Limbach having a great game, but he's going to try to do it on the back of his running backs, and we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, good trade for both sides. I like it. Let's move on. I actually think this might be in the running for trade of the year. Just little, put a little, little tag next to that one. Uh, and then we had one more trade. Which really, really was just garbage for garbage. Jared Seelenbach trading AJ Green and T.Y. Hilton for Jared Cook. Nobody gives a fuck, and it doesn't matter anyway about that. So that was really all the trades and transactions. The only other thing of note was High Noon, where, let me see it with the uh, High Noon here. Uh, oh, I want to get back to the draft re- recap. No, not that draft recap. I want the fucking. Offers report. This is what I'm looking for. All right. Offers report today. Captain Skurve really shaking things up. And that's what I like to see. A team falls to two and four. And you know what? They, they're not going to roll over. They're like, you know, it's time to make a change. We can't go to two and five. Got to try to shake things up and get hot. Uh, Captain Skurve not only making that big trade with Jared C. Limbuck, but also getting a couple extra guys off of the waiver wire at high noon. He's getting Boston Scott, the running back at Philadelphia, taking over for uh, Miles Sanders. And then also Rob Gronkowski, who looks like he might have a little little juice down there. He's got a little juice down at Tampa Bay. So uh, 37 bucks for Scott, 23 bucks for Gronkowski. Got them both. I think the next highest bid was $0 for both those guys. So, uh, nope, I'm sorry. Boston Scott had uh, $17, so that wasn't bad. Overpaid by about 40 bucks. but what are you going to do? You got to get your guys if you want your guys. And uh, my nuts said, this is, this, is my, this is my Alamo. This is where I'm making my stand. So, I'm getting into it. Uh, take it or leave it. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. And that was really the only ad that mattered. Vitaly spending 10 bucks on Buccaneers, but he's got the money to burn. So, good for him. Get the Buccaneers D defense there. And... Uh, Nothing else I really see of any value. So that about wraps things up. Let's go ahead and get into our calling guest. Now, our guest this week, very special owner. We haven't had him on the program before. Um, So let's go ahead and see if he's available. Hello, motherfucker. Calling guest. All right, calling guest isn't actually a calling guest this week. We're very lucky to have him in studio. I forgot to do this at the beginning, so we're gonna need this for this next section. Hold on. Okay. Call in guest here in studio. 
please welcome the manager of the Cabo Ghosts. We are lucky to have the Wiz. Oh, thank you for having me on. This is the wizard. Main, I am very happy to be here. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. I am the wizard. Thank you for having me on the program. Wizard, thank you for joining us. Um, first off, let's talk about how you think the season is going for you, the Cabo Ghosts. The season... The season has been very good to me. The season, yes. We're sitting at four and two. And we were hoping for 500 with all our guys that were trying to get healthy. We made trades early in the season. Yes, we did. We made trades. Those trades were for CMC, Michael Thomas. <laughs> we also made another trade last week for Jonu Smith. All of our trades look to be working out. We now sit at four and two. And we haven't even had a healthy team yet. Yeah, you know, that's really a good point, uh, Wiz, there, that your team just hasn't... You've, you've been putting up big points. I think you're... Let me let me, let me me vet something real quick. I think you might be third. Yeah, we're not going to vet that. I think you're third place in points in the league, and you really haven't even had, like, a true RB1 since, since what, week two when you traded Austin Eckler? Yes, Austin Eckler. He was... He was our RB1, but uh, I could foresee the future, and I knew his ankle was not long for this earth. Therefore, we delegated him away. We banished him into the netherland of the Jazz Limbach. We, uh, that was actually a genius move when it, in hindsight. Just, uh, you know, getting rid of Eckler, keeping CMC. And CMC looks like he might be another one or two weeks away, but... Um, you know, just good, good for you. Good for you for holding on, you know, and also real big props to uh, what you did on that Tuesday night miracle, getting Johnny Smith and getting the win. I mean, that took some balls to do. And, and, and you really, it took a really nice look at the, uh, the, the total rosters that were out there and see what was available and what you had to do to get that win. Oh man, let me tell you, it's not luck when you can see the future like I can. And since I can see the future, I knew that was the correct move to make. I also knew that poor Scottius Thoman, the man of Thome, would also trade me back my precious gems white. When you see things the way I see them, you pull the strings, you're the puppet master. They're just pawns on a chessboard, moving them around square to square, always seeing six, seven, ten moves ahead. And that is the key to my fantasy success. All right, Wiz, that the, yeah, let's, uh, I think that's just good for you. It seems like an almost an unfair advantage when you can see into the future that way. But anyway, uh, Wiz, you ready to pick some games? Let's do it. Anyway, uh, last week I only went two and four. My guest went three and three. So now the guest actually leads. I am eighteen and eighteen on the season. The guest is nineteen and seventeen. So Wiz, you uh, are now operating from a lead. Let's see what you think of each one of these matchups. Are you ready? Play the fucking music, you bitch. Jesus, that was fucking rude. Why would he say such rude things to me? Anyway, let's get into it. Wait, let's 
Picks and Predictions. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes in this house. This is my favorite song. Holes in this house. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes in this house. Alright, anyway, first game up that we are going to talk about is Fighting for 11, 5 and 1, first place, traveling to Team 88, 3 and 3 in 8th place. Scott Thoman, 8th place, but I'll tell you what, that 3 and 3, if you, you're a 3 and 3, you are not out of it. Anyway, the first position we're going to talk about is the QB position. Oh, we're going to hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Fighting for 11, uh, 5 and 1, first place, Team 88, 3 and 3, 8th place. Fighting for 11, not projected for a huge win in this one, only 109.3, Team 88, 105.2. Love that Team 88, 105.2 with his current running back situation. He's got Mike Davis for one more week, good for him. All-time record between these two guys, Vit versus Scott. Six games to three in favor of Vitaly in their 10th meeting. We'll see what happens. First position we're gonna talk about, Matt Ryan versus Kyler Murray. What do you think, Wiz? Matthew Ryan versus Kyler Murray is easy. The newly acquired Kyler Murray. I see it in the future. The newly acquired Kyler Murray will go big in Seattle. Divisional game, lot to play for. Therefore, Kyler gets it done. I think so too. I like Kyler. Even though I like Matt Ryan in Detroit, and anytime Matt Ryan has Julio Jones, he's going to do pretty well. I think it's going to be a closer than you think, Wiz. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to I'm going to lean Kyler Murray as well. Okay, running back position: Vitaly rolling out, James Conner and Kareem Hunt against Mike Davis, J.D. McKissick for Scott. What do you think? For this one, their pick is Aza. James Conner, Kareem Hunt all day, every day. However. Do not sleep, do not slumber on the one they call the Michael Davis. Michael Davis is going to showcase his skills one more week. So he has added, added motivation to do very, very well at New Orleans. But still, Connor Hunt. Don't say those two words too quickly or else you sound like Hunt. Connor Hunt all day. I agree with you, Wiz. Connor Hunt all day, every day. Wide receiver position. Wolf Fuller, the fifth. Chase Claypool. That is an interesting little combination that Vitelli has. Going up against Amari Cooper, Oda Beckham. Who do you like, Wiz? Mmm, this matchup. I do not like the Wolf Fuller that is Claypool, so I am going to Amari Cooper and Odell Beckham, because Odell Beckham likes to be shit on. He likes to be shot upon. And the Wiz gets it you know what i kind of see it too um but i'm gonna go on the opposite side i like fuller and claypool i think that those guys just are trending up and cooper and beckham they can get it done but still as long as beckham gets baker mayfield throwing the ball i just don't see that situation getting much better so they're gonna have to do more trick plays get him involved get him touches to score his points i'm going fuller and claypool tight end position tyler higby uh for vitaly going up against Johnu smith who's questionable right now but i believe he'll play team 88 who do you like mm. There's my boy, my boy Janu. Janu Smith is much better than Tyler Higby. And even the peons cannot deny. 
I agree with you. Uh, Jonah Smith all day in this one. Flex position, Allen Robinson, the second for fighting for 11. Juju Smith-Schuster for team 88. The one they call Allen. Shall. Prevail? Yeah, uh, I'm just totally out on Juju. I'm, I'm, I'm off the bandwagon. Don't like him at all. Uh, Allen Robinson all day, every day. Defense kickers we don't care about. Chargers go to Jacksonville. Will Lutz at Carolina for fighting for 11. Team 88 has the Titans and Graham Gano. Uh, overall in this one, who do you like, Wiz? All you need to look into the crystal ball is to de- dig deep and look and see how the seasons have gone. Looking at the historical points, Fighting for 11 has outscored Team 88 every single week, and therefore, that trend does not continue here in week seven. I agree with you, Wiz. Um, you know, I, 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 I can see it, you know, but I... Mm, so I'm going to pick against Vitaly. You know what? We're going to upset... I'm picking Team 88. Wiz took Fighting for 11. That's our game one in the books. Let's go ahead and get into game number two. These nuts. Got Got Don't collect it up. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Uh. Wiz liked it too. Uh, All right, this game we got going here. Game number two, we're talking about straight bumps, homie. Oh, no, we're not. Hold on a second. I don't want to talk about straight bumps, homie, yet. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I want to talk about the Viceless traveling to reading Dwayne Boke. This is the game we're going to talk about next because I like this game. This is actually, this was, I'll tell you what, this was almost runner up for This was in the running for game of the week, but I couldn't do it because of the position of Moto's team in 10th place. That's hard to put game of the week at 10th place for anybody. Viceless 2 and 4, 10th place going up against reading Dwayne Bow 3 and 3, 6th place. Viceless 116.7, reading Dwayne Bow 119.5, high scoring affair. I love it. All time record between these two guys. Moto versus Rogers. Losing record, three wins for Moto, four wins for Rogers, heading into their eighth meeting. Let's go ahead and take a look what these two teams got going on this week. Quarterback position, Aaron Rodgers for the Viceless going up against Josh Allen for reading Dwayne Bow. What do you like? The Wiz sees Joshua. The Wiz knows Joshua. The Wiz loves Joshua. I agree. Uh... Rodgers is good, obviously, but Josh Allen at New York Jets, and he's going to be pissed off after his uh, primetime loss, so I am going Josh Allen with you as well, Wiz. Running back position, Alvin Kamara in CEH, a little tear down the cheek of CEH. This could be his last week. This is where we see what what that time split really could look like. Uh, going to be against Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott. Actually, a great, great, great running back matchup. Probably the best one in the league. What do you think, Wiz? Oh, the Wiz. I am here, and I do not know which side of this I like better. I think that I am going to go Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott, mainly because I do not know the Wiz, the Wiz sees all. However, 
Le'Veon Bell is a dark spot upon his soul, and he does not see past the dark spot. And therefore, he does not know what CEH, his futures holds. He does know what the Reed of Andy thinks about the CEH and the Bell. So he wants to see the split before he makes the pick, and therefore, he is going to pick the Mixin and Ezekiel Elliott's side of this matchup. Uh, I think you're being a little too dramatic. Here, I'm going to take a stand. I say that CEH is just as good as he was before, and this Bell thing is not nearly as big a deal as people make it out to be, and I think he's going to be just fine. Therefore, I'm taking Kamara and CEH over Mixon and Elliott. I like that size for Moto. Wide receiver position, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin. Let's wash that down a little bit. All right, that's better. Uh, Ridley and McLaurin for Viceless going up against Lockett and Keenan Allen for Reading Dwayne Bow. Uh, I think I know who I like in this one, but I just want to confirm with the Wiz. Wiz, what are you thinking? Christopher has done a wonderful job with his wides this year. Not only has he had good luck with his wides with Tyler Lockett and Keenan Allen. But also the man has been engaged to be wedded. And therefore, I love the locket on the island. Yeah, I'm with you too. Um, this Ridley thing, I think he's just coming back down to earth. That was a perfect dropout for that, by the way. Uh, he's still the number one overall wide receiver. I just don't see how he's going to get it done year on year and finishes the one. So I think we're just going to see a continual reduction for him. I am going Lockett and Allen. I like it. Lockett, especially Allen. I think he's healthy as long as Allen's healthy, obviously. But um, I like that, especially with Herbert throwing the ball. Tight end position, Austin Hooper going against Hunter Henry. Oh, I don't like this matchup. What do you think, Wiz? Neither do I. And therefore, I refuse to be tainted with this smut and I shall not pick uh, I'll take that to mean that you think it's a tie and I kind of do too I don't like the picking between these two guys so we're just going to move on to the next guy which is the flex position Jerick McKinnon for the Viceless does he have wait what isn't he missing the guy is he not starting James Robinson hold on a second Really? Okay. Viceless deciding to start Jerick McKinnon over James Robinson. Not sure how I feel about that, but okay. You do you. Uh, Jerick McKinnon going up against Tim Patrick for reading Dwayne Bow. What do you think, Wiz? For this one, I do not care who Moto starts in his flex. I think it's a better option than Tim Patrick. Tim has been hot. However, it does not last with that QB play. And therefore, I like either McKinnon or Robinson, no matter who he decides to play. Yeah, I'm the same boat, uh, just like you. I like uh, either McKinnon or Robinson more than I like Patrick, so we're going to go with that. Defense and kicker, we got Bills at going to Jets and Brandon McManus at KC for the Viceless. And then Reedy Dwaynebo has the Steelers at Tennessee. Tough matchup. I like that. Enjoy having to watch Henry run all over you guys. So that's that's this is a, one of those things where it's like an immovable force. What is it? An unstoppable force versus an immovable object. Did I say that correctly? Anyway, uh, that's going to be an interesting one to see what goes on with that. Uh, Ryan Suckup kicking in Las Vegas. Who do you like in the matchup overall? This is a good one. This should have been game of the week. God damn it, I should have made this game of the week. Anyway. In this matchup, 
Let me gaze upon the runes in the tomes that I have in my workshop here. Mm, yes, yes. When I look into the potions and I read the omens on the walls, I can guarantee that the victor shall be ridden, Dwayne. Bo. All right, that's a little dramatic whiz, but um, I'm gonna go against you. I don't. I'm not going with Reading Dwayne Bow. You taking Reading Dwayne Bow? I'm gonna take the Viceless. I like the Viceless to get back on track. I think this trend cannot continue. He's not gonna score less than 90 points like he did last week. And uh, Reading Dwayne Bow, I feel like is uh, you know, just kind of piecing some things together right now. Piecing some things together. I'd love to see him start uh, Le'Veon Bell and you know go right head to head with Ceh. But I'm gonna go the Viceless. I think Viceless gets it together uh, and uh, writes the ship, gets his win this week. Let's go ahead and get into the next game. These nuts, <laughs> got him, <he>. got him. <he. laughs> next game we're gonna talk about Straight Bums Homie. Three and three ninth place traveling to the Cabo Ghosts. Four and two second place. Mmm, yes, the ghost. It is time to talk about the ghosts. Michael Wingus shall be seeing them this week. Calm down, Wiz. I haven't fucking gotten you in this thing shed. Uh, Straight Bumps, homie. Three, three, ninth place. I said that. Four and two second place for the ghost. Projected points in this one. 102.2 for Straight Bums. 114.5 for the ghost. All-time record between these two guys. Main versus Wingus. Five games to four over... Or no, five games to four in favor of Maine. A lot of tenth matchups, I feel like, this week, so that's good. Uh, let's go ahead and down and take a look through what we got going on. Quarterback position, Justin Herbert going against Russell, Hustle and Bustle Wilson. I don't have much of a decision here. What do you think about Wiz? Mmm. I have seen Russell do what Russell wants to do, and he is cooking. He's cooking in his cauldron. He's mixing the potions. Is adding the bits, and he shall prevail. I agree with you. Uh, I don't think it's very hard to pick this one. Russell Wilson all day, every day. Running back position: Antonio Gibson and Devin Singletary for straight bumps, homie. Going up against David Johnson and James White. Interesting matchup. What do you think, Wiz? Shut up, you dumb bitch. You know what I think. David Johnson holds a soft spot in the Wiz's heart. James White is growing on him. But David Johnson, he has fucked Michael Wingus in the ass once. He shall do it again this week. Mark my words. Uh, that's a tough, tough pick. You know what? Uh, I think I like David. I think it, here's my thing. I think I like Gibson the most, believe it or not. And then I like Johnson and White. And then I hate Singletary. So I think I like the Johnson White side. I think it's gonna. This is gonna be one of those things that nobody has a great game, but everybody has. Like, what, what are the floors? And I think that the Johnson White floor is a little bit better on that side. Wide receiver position: C.D. Lamb and T. Higgins for Wingus going up against Julio Jones, Michael Thomas. There it is, finally healthy. The double stack that the Wiz has been looking for all year. Wiz, you must be happy to have those two guys back. We have foreseen this moment on the horizon for a long time. And finally, 
We've heard the ankles. We've heard the hamstrings. And we've struck down the teammates that needed struck in. And therefore, the choice is easy. Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. Yeah, I don't think this is close. Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, especially since CeeDee Lamb. I'll tell you what, that first that first look at him with uh, the red rifle did not look great. Didn't look great here. So we'll see what happens there. But I think you got to go Jones and Thomas. There's not much of discussion there. Tight end position, Evan Ingram. <laughs> I'm sorry, really? Evan Ingram. All right, go for it. Hey, you're committed. Good for you. Uh, go to against Travis Kelsey. Pretty easy here. Wiz, what do you think? Come see that Kelsey do what he do as he do do on you. Michael Wingus. Mm, yep, I think that's pretty easy. Travis Kelsey gets the big old check mark over Evan Ingram. Flex position, DK Metcalf going against DJ Moore. We get the DK versus the DJ. I kind of like that any DK Metcalf touchdown gets covered by Russell Wilson here. But Wiz, how you feeling about DJ versus DK? Mmm, DK is a stud. DJ more of a dud DJ on my shit list but he's hanging on by a thread however I think he keeps it close against the DK Metcalf and therefore I still like the DK Metcalf more but I like the DJ more less figure that one out uh, I don't even know what the wizard is saying anymore so I agree with him though. DK Metcalf gets the edge in this one. Defense and kicker, Patriots going to San Francisco and Greg Zerline at Washington for straight bums going against Chiefs at Denver. Love that matchup. And Mason Crosby at Houston. Uh, overall, who do you think is going to win this matchup, Wiz? Why do you even ask the answers? Why do you even ask the questions that you know the answers to? You stupid motherfucker. I shall strike you with the back of my hand if you insolence persists in this matchup. It is a domination that the league has not seen this year. And the cabbages, the ghosts, they prevail in a big old way. Putting that big old day. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me for a second. As I was saying, the ghosts out prevail putting that big, <laughs> that big old dangly donkey mule dick between thy cheeks of the straight bums, turning that straight bum crooked from the riping and the ravishing. <sighs> Yuck, Wiz, that's disgusting. But however, I do agree with you. KB goes in a big way here. Let's go ahead and move on to the next game. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him.
good drop. Okay, next game up. Some people might be surprised to hear this is the next game. And you'll find out why right now, because this is not Kegwatch Game of the Week. It's the game before Kegwatch of the game, and here it is. It's game number four. Saquon Blockchain, 0-6, 12th place, not in Kegwatch Game, going up against Jared C. Limbach, 4-2, 3rd place. Projected points in this one, 84.4 for Saquon Blockchain. However, he does not have a defense yet, so let him go find a defense. He'll put one in there, add another 6 points, so he's probably looking around 90 point projected total. Jared C. Limbach only looking at 94, but he does not have a flex position in there right now. He will be having somebody in there, I know he will. Um, so add another, like, what, 10 points? 9 points to that guy? And uh, he's probably looking right around 100. Quarterback position. The newly resurgence Deshaun Watson looks much, much better with the new coach over there in, excuse me, Houston, going up against Jimmy Garoppolo in New England. Wiz, what do you think? The Wiz does not know what thy Jared C. Limbach has done. He has sold his soul to the running back devil. He has decimated his team in order to have three stud running backs, one of which is on by this week. Therefore, he has holes upon holes to fill, and this is one of the most glaring holes, starting Jimmy Garoppolo, who had negative points. Thy two weeks ago. No, no thine two weeks ago. And yet here he is, starting him at New England. Therefore, Deshaun Watson is a huge advantage. I totally agree. Deshaun Watson uh, is going to kick the shit out of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not close. Huge advantage for Saquon Blockchain. Let's see if it persists down the line. Running back position, Leonard Fournette and Frank Gore. Yeesh. Leonard Fournette and Frank Gore for Saquon Blockchain going up against Aaron Jones and Chris Carson for Jared T. Limbach. What do you think? This is why the, the Limbach of Jer, the Jer Bear, the Uncle Jer Bear in his Sonomas has done well. He has seen thine Aaron Jones and thine Chris Carson. He has paired the two. He has paired thy two green monsters into an unstoppable force. A dyad of epic proportions. And therefore, this is where he makes back his QB points at the running back position. Totally agree. Huge advantage for Jones and Carson. In fact, I don't even know if Fournette and Gore cover Aaron Jones by themselves, but we shall see what happens there. Wide receiver positions, Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup, which is actually of two positions I really like for Joel. I like I like those two guys. Going up against Tyreek Hill and Debo Samuel. Who you got, Wiz? Mm. The Wiz has seen the future as he often does, and the Wiz has read the tea leaves. The Wiz, he sees what Tyreek has done, and he likes what Tyreek is about to do. And therefore, he likes Tyreek to carry the Debo Samuel to victory over those that they call the Anderson of Robbie and the Cup of Poop. I actually think that's Coop. Wiz, I don't think it's Poop, but I understand what you're saying. I agree. Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel over Robbie Anderson and Cooper Cup. Tight end position, Greg Olson for Saquon Blockchain, Jared Cook for Jared C. Limbach. Uh, tough, tough decision here, but what do you think? The Wiz once had Jared, Jared, Jared C. Cook. He once had Jared C. Cook on his own team on the Ghosts, and it was not a good experience. Therefore, he gives the edge to Greg Olson. 
I agree. I kind of like Olsen just a little bit better too there, Wiz. Uh, flex position, DJ Chark going up against To Be Determined for Jared. I think we can both just say Chark. Uh, we can't call that right now, actually, because we don't know who he's going to play, but um, probably going to be Chark because he doesn't have anybody on his bench that can really play. Uh, and then Rams and a To Be Determined uh, kicker for Saquon Blockchain going up against Browns and Harrison Butker for Jared C. Limbuck. Overall, what do you think here, Wiz? Did Joel get his first win? as much as I would like to give my support and thine good news to the Joel Stein. I am unable to because I do not see how Joel Stein scores enough points from the blockchain to prevail in this matchup of proportions seen three times a week. This matchup sucks. Therefore, I am going with the Jared Carl Limbach. Yeah, you know what? I, I think so, too. I, I try. I really want to go with Joel here. I think it's going to be closer than people think, but I think just the Jones and Carson is going to be too much to overcome. Um, and I, I Cooper Cup could could have something seriously wrong with him. If he another, has another down week, another week of the drop skis, then uh, things could get real interesting real quick. So anyway, we're both locking in Jared C. Limbach on this one. And now it's time for everybody's favorite game, the Keg Watch Game of the Week. The Keg Watch Game of the Week. Alright, Keg Watch Game of the Week. Sad music for this one because... Both these teams... It was hard. I mean, maybe this shouldn't have been Keg Watch Game of the Week, but... The reason we made this Keg Watch Game of the Week was because this is the only matchup that doesn't feature a playoff team. Two sad teams on the outside looking in. Those two teams, of course, are Chalupa Batman, 3-3, three three, 7th place. Traveling to Captain Scurve, 2-4, 11th place, 2nd to last. Chalupa Batman projected for 115.2, Captain Scurve 105.5. All-time record between these two guys, Bill vs. Minot, 5 games to 4. Another 10th game matchup, I like it. Looking down these positions... Chalupa Batman, starting Ryan Tannehill. Kind of like it, actually. Finally, not starting fucking, uh, what's his face? The Jacksonville guy, Minshew. Uh, Ryan Tannehill going to Pittsburgh. Tough matchup for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at Captain Scurve. Oh, Patrick Mahomes at Denver for Captain Scurve. Uh, Wiz, what do you think? The bad juju that was trying to thrust upon me for the trade on Tuesday has reversed the spell has reversed and it is firmly upon thy Minot thy captain Scurve and this could be the end of his season if he takes this loss however Patrick Mahomes shall float him for the time being 
can keep him alive in this matchup. Therefore, I like Patrick Mahomes. You know what? I agree with you, too. Patrick Mahomes at Denver could be good. The only thing I worry about Patrick Mahomes at Denver is the fact that if they get up early, it could just be a run fest. They get Bell shit little work. They get CH shit little work. And, and Mahomes only throws like 20 times. So I'm actually going to go Tannehill in this one. I think Tannehill is going to have to throw against Pats, Pittsburgh. So I like the Tannehill side just a little bit better, but it's close. Running back position, Kenyon Drake and DeAndre Swift for Chalupa Batman. Boy, what a difference a week makes. Oh, a week ago, these two guys looked like they might have been droppable. And here we are. And now they both look like top 20 guys. Rest of season. Uh, going up against Todd Gurley and the newly acquired Boston Scott from my not what do you think Wiz? the Wiz has to pick drake and deandre swift they have been resurgent he does also not like Gurley. he does not like scott therefore the pick is drake and swift totally agree drake and swift all day every day i think they're hot i think they're uh, gonna get more and more work moving forward and hopefully drake's getting getting right Gurley, i just don't see uh, hopefully he keeps up the pace from a workload perspective, but we'll see. And Scott, when he was in there before, didn't look that great. So yeah, Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Swift in this one. Wide receiver position, Chalupa Batman rolling out DeAndre Hopkins and Devante Adams. Captain Scurve's got A.J. Brown and Stefan Diggs. Wiz, what do you think? Hmm. I have thought long and I have thought hard about this matchup. And therefore, I have come to the conclusion from my tones in my studies that Hopkins and Adams are far superior to that Brown and that of Diggs. You know what? I totally agree with you too that I think Hopkins and Adams are, are superior. I don't think it's, you, you can't really argue that. However, Brown and Diggs are kind of fun. So I think that even though Hopkins and Adams has the edge here, that I think Brown and Diggs can keep it pretty close. So I don't think that's a big, big uh, advantage for, for Chalupa Batman in this one. Wide receiver position, Darren Waller going up against George Kittle. Very interesting. What do you think, Wiz? Hmm. This one is difficult to predict. Thine reason is George Kittle is good, but so is Darren Waller. But the Wiz enjoys Kittle more than he enjoys Waller, and therefore he leans yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I think Kittle just is, he's getting his feet under him after that injury. I think he gets better and better. And that San Francisco team does not have anybody else. So they have to throw the ball to somebody. And that somebody is George Kittle. Kittle in a big way, this one way over Waller. Flex position, Darren Daryl Henderson for Chalupa Batman. Brandon Cooks for Captain Scurve. Hmm. That Rams backfield has finally become more clear after being murky for weeks. The seas have parted, the clouds have dissipated, and the sun has prevailed and the sun is shining under El Henderson. Therefore, the Weirs, he, like, he likes the Darrell Henderson. Yeah, I'm the same way. Brandon Cooks is, is totally hit or miss, but really you're hoping for a touchdown there, so I'm going to Rell Henderson as well. Defense and kicker, Bears at Rams, Randy Bullock going to Cleveland for Chalupa Batman, Captain Skurve rolling out the Colts against nobody right now, so he'll have another couple more points, making it much closer in this keg watch game. Kaimi coming out there at Green Bay as well. Who do you like in this matchup, Wiz? This matchup is interesting for very several reasons. Two teams heading in opposite directions. 
however only separated by one game. The Wiz has flipped his coin, the coin of fate, and the coin has indicated that the Chulupa Batman shall prevail because the juju that was wished upon the ghost shall continue to haunt the scurve. Less captain, more private. Jesus. Fucking harsh. Um, alright, so you're taking Chalupa Batman. I think I'm gonna go... I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go the Batman as well. I'm gonna go with Chalupa Batman. I'm gonna, both, that's too, oh boy. Oh, I fucked everything up now. Oh, everything's, everything's fucked up now. Okay, anyway, I'm going the Batman there. Uh, just because I think the last couple weeks, I think Skurve... He knows he's, he's had a couple tough losses. He's a little bit on tilt, just a little bit on tilt, and I don't like Boston Scott. You know, it's too bad that uh, Matt Sims was on by there in the Colts defense as well. So I think I like Julia Batman just a little bit better on the back of his running backs and wide receivers, uh, but we'll see what happens there. All right, let's go ahead and get into the game of the week. Behold, you sons of bitches. It's the KML Game of the Week. Alright, Game of the Week. Sexy Lexi, 3-3, three three, fifth place. Traveling to Gordon Lucko, four and two, fourth place. Anytime you got the fourth and fifth place teams playing each other, you got to, you got to put a game of the week. Sexy Lexi projected for 101.8, but currently does not have a defense in there, so put them up around like 108, 107. Gordon Lucko, 109.3, rolling out his uh, full team, so he's all good there. All-time record between these guys. You're going to have to give me just a second to pull that up since I closed the window by accident just a second ago. Talk amongst yourselves as I pull this up. All right, uh, let's see. What was uh, so I was talking about? Rob versus Turo. Rob versus Turo. All time, five games to two in favor of Robert Luck. Quarterback position: Ben Roethlisberger for Sexy Lexi going up against Tom Brady for Gordon Lucko. Wiz, what do you think? Mmm, the Wiz is 150 years old, and therefore the Wiz has a soft spot for the old men in the league. Both these old assholes combined age 90. However, the Wiz likes Tom Brady to continue his hot streak at Tampa Bay. And therefore, he leans Thomas Brady. I totally agree. You know, I think Tom Brady keeps it going. I love Ben Roethlisberger and his weapons, but that team just doesn't have to throw a whole bunch. And I think Tom Brady is going to uh, put both middle fingers in the air and continue his rampage and try to do it a little too much. And therefore, I like Tom Brady. Running back position, Derrick Henry, Ronald Jones for Sexy Lexi going up against Josh Jacobs and Justin Jackson for Gordon Lucko. Who you got? The Wiz had to play Derrick Henry last week and he had to see Derrick Henry explode in his pants for 40 plus points 
Derek Henry is a boy. No, nay, he is a man among the boys. And the Wiz wishes he was on his team. Derek Henry would make a fine ghost. However, he cannot afford him. Therefore, the Wiz likes Henry Aaron Jones, the frisky Ronald Jones. And he leans that direction. Totally agree. Uh, Derek Henry, Ronald Jones all day, every day. Love Josh Jacobs, but Justin Jackson not going to get it done over there. So poor Robbie Luck. I don't know how he's projected for 13.3. That seems a little bit aggressive. Wide receiver position, Mike Evans and Tyler Boyd for Sexy Lexi. Go to Evans, Kenny Galladay and Chris Godwin for Gordon Lucko. Wiz, who you got? This one is so fucking easy. The Wiz did not even have to think about it. It's Galladay and Godwin. Get on board. If you think it's Evans and Boyd, you're drunk and the Wiz has no time for your imbecile pretenses and natures. Harsh, but I agree with you. Galladay, Godwin, all day, every day. Tight end position. Robert Tanyan for Sexy Lexi. Hayden Hurst for Gordon Lucko. Do we care? No. Totally agree with you. We don't care about that matchup. Those guys will suck. David Montgomery at the flex position uh, for Sexy Lexi. Travis Fulgham for Gordon Lucko. Uh, his flex position, what do you think? The Wiz thinks... Kelly Luck has been reading her Fantasy Pros emails and has chosen Travis Fulgham for the Thursday night showdown with the New York Giants. However, the Wiz thinks all this hype is in jest and thinks Fulgham is a bum. Therefore, he goes with the volume play of David Montgomery. I agree with uh, David Montgomery. I like the volume there as well, so I'm going to stick on that side. Uh... Defense, Giants going to Philadelphia. And an empty kicker spot right now for Sexy Lexi. Gordon Lucko, Eagles at Giants. I love I love the head-to-head defensive play. That's tremendous. Uh, and Young Ho Koo kicking in Detroit for Atlanta. What do you like in the matchup? The team I like is not based on current trends. The team I like is Sexy Lexi. The hard luck Sexy Lexi. The law of averages dictates that Sexy Lexi cannot remain unlucky for all times, and therefore, I have him beating the Gordon Lucko to move to four and three as he writes the ship on the back of Derek Henry, and therefore, he is the victor in this matchup. Jesus, okay. Um... So you're taking the sexy Lexi there. We both took, what do we take? We both took, uh, I forget who we took in the last matchup. Was it both Chalupa Batman? Yeah, I think so. We both took Chalupa Batman. Uh, do I take sexy Lexi or Gordon Lucko in this matchup? I think I'm gonna go, ugh. I'm going sexy Lexi. I like sexy Lexi in this matchup too. Wiz, I am on board with you. I just think uh, that running, those running backs, those running backs are good. And I think this is one of those Evans games too that he gets like a weird touchdown. So I'm going sexy Lexi. Let's go ahead and get into uh, where final thoughts here already. All right, final thoughts time. Final thoughts.
All right, final thoughts out of me uh, at this point. Well, you know, hold on. I'll let the Wiz go first. Final thoughts, Wiz. What are you thinking? The Wiz. The Wiz. <laughs> the Wiz had a th frog in his throat. Excuse that for a second. The Wiz, his final thoughts think that at the halfway point of League Week 7 is the final gasp of breath for some teams. The current spread between the first place team and the last place team has now widened. Wider than Rose's vagina. To a hefty three games. And therefore, the teams that are on the outside looking in shall feel pressure to find the way back into the mix. Looking at the standings, the teams that need wins the most are the two win teams, the Vicelers and the Captain Scurve. If you go to two and five, let let the Wiz tell you, if you fall to two and five, you are staring elimination straight in the face. Your margin for error has fallen drastically at that point. Instead of having a buffer, you now need to go. Would you be two and five? You need. You now need. You now need to go five and one the rest of the year. And God forbid you lose again. Your playoff chances are done. And then your hopes for the championship die with them. Therefore, the two wins teams have the most to lose this week. But the rest of the teams don't have a whole lot on the line, if I must be honest. Three and four is still in the mix, and not time to panic. So this week, there is not going to be a lot of panic other than the Viceless and Captain Scurve if they take a loss on the chin like a bull sack from a prepubescent boy. <laughs> D delete? So that is the Wiz's final thoughts. Although this is the halfway point, there is really only two teams that have a lot to play for. And therefore it could be a boring week until we get to week eight. Uh, I disagree. I disagree with that, Wiz. I don't think it's that dire. I think, you know, the, the, the league is still pretty bunched up in that middle. I mean, really, that sixth-place team is still 3-3. Three and three. I mean, if you're... The difference between ninth and second right now is two games. You know, the difference between fifth and, and 11th is, is two games... Uh, you know, one game. So, I, I still think everything is in the hunt. So, I don't really think there's a whole lot on the line for even the two and four teams. Even if you go two and five, you know, there's no reason you can't go five and two the rest of the way, except that there's not that many games to be played. So, you have to go five and one the rest of the way. And uh, I think that's totally doable. I mean, Saquon Blockchain, we're crossing off. He's out. He's totally gone. But um, and I think 0 and 7 would just about put the nail in the coffin. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see a lot of panic here. Um, Unless we see some injury or something like that, but honestly, I think it's gonna be kind of a boring week. Really, I know that's kind of that's not very much fun to say, but you know, I don't think we're gonna see a lot of separation uh, happen between anybody, and I think it's just gonna be kind of being like a very, very a lot of parity this year. You know, all these teams are so close. Just like a couple points here, a couple points there, and this total of standards could be shuffled. So we'll see what happens. Anyway. Uh, that about wraps things up. Let's go ahead and uh, get to the outro. I do. Hey, you know what? I do want to thank the Wiz for being here. Um, Wiz, it was great to have you here. And uh, hopefully you can join us again, maybe in playoffs. 
the Wiz can almost guarantee he'll be back on in playoffs because he is here. He is here and he is ready when called upon. And thank you for having me on this wonderful program. Keep up the good work. You are a god among men. Wiz, oh, your words are too kind. Your words are really too kind. Uh, hey, everybody, remember you can always reach out to us, KMMScast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.